This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! That's how we're going to start the podcast. Episode 83, the Christmas special. No, dude, you're going to start it over. I already did. Ho, 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 Al. Al's here. What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> One more time. No, we're not doing this again. It was the third time. Last time. And, Last and time. No, I wasn't paying attention. No, but I started it, and then the first thing that was said on it That's is it. you going, oh, daddy. Like, we're, we're wheeling and dealing. How's it going, bud? I didn't say that. I said Big Daddy. The movie Big Daddy is on. Okay. Uh, it's good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Christmas is here. Uh, I was a good boy this year. Got quite a quite a few gifts. Uh, before we hop into everything, let me just do a little uh, little background real quick. So the first thing, head on a swivel for new apparel that's going to be released next year. We're getting a website set up. There's going to be t-shirts, hats, winter hats, stickers, keychains, hopefully mugs. Not sure. Sweatpants. The whole kit and caboodle. So uh, make sure you have a head on a swivel for that. Uh, next thing on the menu, the bedding crashers who we've had on our, our pot, like I guess on our stream the last couple weeks, they're getting their own stream. Uh, this kind of goes back to me just being an idiot and thinking if we just keep throwing stuff out there, people will like it. But I didn't recognize that we have incredibly different demographics. So uh, this is now specifically going to be the Morning Skate channel. They have their own channel. I already talked it over them. Everything's Gucci. I hate saying that, but all right, if you get a chance to go check out the betting crashers on their own channel, they kind of got me hooked on gambling now. I'm already dash 18, whatever a unit is. Not great. Um, And then one last thing before we get into NHL in the news, uh, myself and BizDev Dale went out to Clinton, New York, and tried out for that new hockey movie. And let me tell you what, it was quite the scene. Uh Clinton, New York just got updated. They won that uh, hockey craft hockeyville thing, so they have this new rink. It's actually kind of a cool rink, but you can tell that it was a shit rink because they didn't upgrade everything. Uh, on top of that, there were like 250 hockey players. We got there. I think my number was like 118. Dale's was 120. So we had to wait as these people were on the ice trying out. We were like very confused what was going to happen. So like, you get there, you take a picture, you sign a waiver pretty much, you get your hockey stuff on and then you go sit in the stands as everybody else is like trying out for this thing. So what you would do is you get the puck in, in one end of the ice and you would go above the circle, pivot backwards down to the other end of the circle, pivot again around the center ice circle to the other side where you go around the circle and at the far circle. And that's literally all you did. So like this two hour process, maybe 15 seconds worth of actually trying out hockey wise and you gotta you gotta imagine it. it was actually really funny because as you're doing this, you have 200 other hockey players sitting in the stands watching your every move. So like people were falling, people were like pretending to stick handle, like, and people were just getting fucking shredded, dude. It was hilarious to see people were falling, people were going nuts. This one guy fall or fell and got right off the ice, didn't even finish the drill. He said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Thought that was really funny. Um, do you have it? Do you have any questions about uh, about the movie tryout? Yeah, I can't tell if it's a cool move or the stupidest thing ever that they were evaluating hockey talent and that they thought doing Russian circles would be the best way to judge a hockey player. Just like 20 seconds of Russian circles. Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand that, like, you can show off your handling and I guess your edges, 
But I feel like anyone who was, and clearly not, but I, I feel like that isn't really a true showing of skill. I don't think it is, but I think it's a true showing of like being able to look like a hockey player in a movie. I heard Dale, did BizDev Dale fumble the puck? Oh, place. yeah, this is great. So we're in line. We finally get out there. Uh, they're like, does anybody want to go first? And Dale's like, I want to go first. But, of course, somebody bodied him and got in before him. So it went this one guy, then Dale, then me. So the first guy goes around the first circle. He's fine, goes to the second circle, blows a wheel, falls hard into the corner. So Dale looks back at me, and I go, yeah, fucking good luck, dude. So Dale fucking goes up, takes the puck around the top circle, pivots, goes backwards into the other circle, and then the puck just went flying. Absolutely flying, and I'm standing there laughing my ass off. I'm like, dude, we've been playing hockey for how long? Classic that this happened. The one thing that I'll give him a little benefit of the doubt was we were, what did I say what numbers we were? 118, 120. So there were already 100 people on the ice doing this drill. So as you can imagine, like, it was pretty chopped up because it was you were literally, you were skating around the same like you know what I mean skating around the same circle so I don't know I thought it was pretty funny my one buddy's uh, watched me go and said that the uh, director told the girl to like write my name down so who knows man <laughs> swear off, to God Sue swear to God so who knows could yeah. happen what what is this movie about not a clue. What do you see yourself casted on the team? Do you think you have like a fourth line, third line role? You're not tough enough looking for the big screens or fourth line. That's kind of fucked up, man. I don't know. Kind of maybe a penalty killer. Maybe uh, I, I have. I honestly have no idea. I, but you have to figure like I think it's a a movie about this guy's career growing up. So it'd be like high school, college, and then professional league. So you gotta you gotta figure they need a ton of people for these parts. Right. So I, I don't know, man. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks, man. It was it was pretty fun. It wasn't bad. I mean, at the very worst, we got to go out there. I I played with a broken finger, so uh, hockey players are tough. And uh, as I'm drinking rosé, so yeah, it, it was it was decent, and that's kind of what happened there. Do you have any other things you want to go over? Any other housekeeping before we get into NHL in the news? No. Okay, NHL on the news. Uh, the Rush version, as the one guy requested. Play the music. Alright, NHL on the news time. First off, as we've been doing this in weeks past, the Carter Hutton countdown. He's at 13. He needs seven more wins. We're just at Christmas. Hal just kind of gave me a, huh. He's 13, 10, and 2. I think he's got like a 9, 17 save percentage. Uh, I'm still feeling good. All he needs is seven wins. Seven wins is fucking easy. I guess, man. But, I mean, we're pretty much almost halfway through the year. And he's like right there. He's like seven wins. I don't know. He, he blows a tire. Uh, Olmark starts playing better than him. It's not that far out of reach. He plays 500 hockey. I mean, the Sabres are 21 and 11. What's his record? 13, 10, and 2. Yeah, some starting goalie. So the other goalie is what? 8, 1, and 3? Like, I don't know, man. Carhartt's time might be up. I might be onto something here. Yeah, maybe, but probably not when it comes to terms of 20 goals. Uh, another 20 goals? Or 20 wins, wow. Uh, more Sabres news. Rick Jenneret was stretchered off during the middle of the game the other night. People thought it was mysterious. Rick Jenneret's announcing that he left. I don't know what happened. All I know is he went to the hospital. He says he's feeling pretty good now. Uh, I, I don't like him as an announcer, but I am happy to hear that he's okay. I've told this story on the podcast before. Uh, when I went to college in Buffalo, you could see Rick Jenneret driving around town in like some type of like Honda a cord that like a dealership gave him and the vanity plate was top shelf. So that's just all I need to know about Rick Jenneret. You can love him or you can hate him when he's calling a game. I personally don't really love it, but it's just like Jack Edwards. If I was a Sabres fan, I think I would be right behind it. He's a legend. And I'm not, as much as we trash Buffalo and the Sabres, uh, I'm not going to say a bad word on Rick Jenneret. I hope he feels all right. I know. It's always kind of scary too. And it always, always seems shit like this happens around like the Christmas time, you know, like, Everybody's supposed to be happy. Yeah, he'll be back, so that's good. It's still just kind of like, well, fuck. Um, Yeah, I know. Get well, Rick. Yeah, get well, Rick. Uh, Now we're going to move in. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner were in the Nutcracker. Uh, This is a 
it's not a Broadway play because it's in Toronto, but it's a it's a play that people go to. Uh, and this kind of got me thinking. There was one thing that was pretty funny when when they were determining who played what role. Uh, Austin Matthews said that they picked the roles because at one point during it, one of them had to pick up the other person, and Mitch Marner said that he couldn't pick up Austin Matthews. I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, it got me thinking, what NHL players would you want to see in a Christmas-type style play? So, so uh, actually, I just, I'm just i looking at the list I saw a couple of years. They're pretty funny. Uh, three three that came to my mind. Uh, uh, first one, Clayton Keller is Tiny Tim. Tiny, You know the guy who said, Merry Christmas? Uh, no, what does he say? God bless us, everyone. What or whatever. Um, fuck, Christmas Carol. Never saw it. It's with Ebenezer Scrooge. Which brings me into my next one. Ebenezer Scrooge, this guy who's just never happy, always fucking looks pissed off. I'd like to see John Erskine as Ebenezer Scrooge. Remember that guy? Is he still around? I feel like he's still a seventh defenseman somewhere. No, he had to retire. I think he retired like five years ago. But I just always remember that guy just looking so pissed off, always. Yeah, dude, he was he was a tough bastard. He was he was kind of really before Tom Wilson. He was the Capitals enforcer. If you think about it, when the NHL is a little bit tougher. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never. He just always kind of irked me. I always thought he was kind of a dick. Uh, and then my last one uh, in Home Alone, where he goes, "Buzz, your girlfriend, Woof." I like to see Phil Castle cast as Buzz's girlfriend. So during that scene, uh, he picks up the picture of Buzz's girlfriend. I thought it'd be really funny if it was just a picture of Phil Castle's face. That would be good, dude. I also think Phil Castle would play a funny Buzz. Like that kid was kind of overweight too, and like yeah, I could see like Phil Castle trying to be a cocky older brother. Yeah, but, like, could you ever see Phil Castle being a bully? I could see him having, like, a pet tarantula. <laughs> okay. Yep. Tomato, tomato, dude. <laughs> so <it's>, <laughs> what, what do you uh, like? Yeah, I did Don, Don Cherry as the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. <laughs> um, I actually like the pigeon lady, but at the same time, I feel like she spews a bunch of nonsense, and she's just an old piece of work. So <laughs> I would go right there, Don Cherry, and... uh. Central Park, Just and then Max pa- Max Pacioretty is the stepdad in Santa Claus. Guy was such a <laughs> oh man! Wow, nailed it, nailed it. He was that guy was the worst. I oh man, you could tell at the beginning of the movie too, like in those first scenes when he comes to his house, Tim Allen just wants to deck him in the face. That's how I feel when I see Pacioretty. No, I mean that's really good. The character that plays a stepdad in Santa Claus is also a character that plays is played in Two and a Half Men. I think we've talked about this before, but I th- one of the all time TV characters. I think fucking guy's hilarious. So that's a good one. Um, now we're gonna kind of get into a couple things here. Uh, this is, has to do with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Hartford Whalers. So they they wore the Whalers jerseys the other night, and the first thing that kind of happened was Jack Edwards almost had an aneurysm. Uh, talking about Dougie Hamilton wearing uh, wearing a retired jersey number. So we have the audio of that clip. We're going to play it now. Dougie Hamilton wearing sweater number 19 of the Hartford Whalers, who later became the Carolina Hurricanes. That number 19, when the Whalers were the Whalers, Got retired. Who's John McKenzie's number? Pie face or pie was one of the greatest guys you'd ever want to meet. Every time you met him, you went away feeling better and usually chuckling to yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. What a wonderful man he was. Hamilton was traded from Calgary to Carolina about two weeks after McKenzie died last June. And they gave him number 19. Yeah, and other players have worn it between the time that Hartford had moved to Carolina. But a lot of New Englanders who were hardcore John McKenzie fans and a few New Englanders who were dear friends of the man take great umbrage that even for a day or two, because this Carolina team will wear these sweaters in Boston later this season, would have a number that is retired, which used to be a sacred thing worn by another player 
and a much lesser one at that. So that was like a two-minute clip of Jack Edwards pretty much calling Dougie Hamilton a fucking asshole for wearing John McKenzie's retired number 19 by the Hartford Whalers. Hal, what do you got on this? What do you have on your boy Jack Edwards freaking out about John McKenzie's retired number 19 Whalers jersey? Yeah, there's a few things. I don't know. So I live in New England, so I don't know if this yeah, was we like get a big it, deal in the rest of the hockey world. But for some reason, people were like very upset about this Whalers night. So I have a few thoughts on it. One, it was a piss-poor game. The Bruins blew a two-goal lead, and Jack Edwards was just looking to get mad for a few minutes, I think. Um, two, I hate Dougie Hamilton. I don't like him as a player, as a Bruins fan. And I do think – so there's an element of, like, maybe he didn't know or didn't think about it. Like, he's an NHL player. He has bigger fish to fry. There's also an element of, like, it would have been pretty cool and, like, the press he would have gotten for, like, not wearing 19 if he did it himself probably would have been, like, a really cool, like, public image look for Dougie Hamilton, who is known as the guy who goes to libraries and, like, his little brother comes along and his parents are Olympians and all this bullshit. Um, Number three, like, there aren't that many Whalers fans. Where are all these people coming from? They're acting like they were offended by this, like, I don't know, like, Hartford, Connecticut, and Connecticut's a great hockey state and there's a lot of people who love to play hockey there. I just don't believe that there's that many people that still care about the Whalers. Maybe because I haven't been through it and I haven't had a team ripped out of our hands by shitty ownership. Like it kind of, it kind of doesn't relate to me. But I just don't get it. Like, what do you think? I think I read somewhere that they were in the bottom three of attendance for the last three years of their existence. I I think this is just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not from fucking Hartford or Connecticut, I know that there's an AHL team there that if, if they say they fucking love hockey as much as they do, you think the Wolfpack would pack the stands, and I just don't think that they do that. So, I mean, I don't know. This I, I get what Jack Edwards is saying. I think Jack Edwards really doesn't like Dougie Hamilton, which kind of made it easy for him to say. <clears throat> um, I think if I'm Hamilton, I'd probably just change a number for like two nights. I don't know. Uh, Glenn Wesley came out and said the Whalers jersey belongs in Hartford, not Carolina. If you want to do it right, play it outdoors in Hartford versus the Bruins or the Rangers, that would be the right thing to do for Whalers history. That's something I probably could have gotten behind. Yeah, if they did that, I agree that would be good. Uh, The other thing, I know they were like shitty in attendance, but I guess I read this somewhere that uh, their owner at the time, who's not like a small majority owner or minority owner of the Hurricanes, he uh he told Hartford basically you need to sell out like thirteen thousand season tickets for like two years straight and we'll stay. And then they the city did it like within days. And then he was just like just kidding, we're moving anyway. So uh, that would probably piss me off too. Yeah, I, it's just I don't I don't know. The governor of Connecticut responded to all the hurricane changing their Twitter logo to the old Whalers logo with the whale belongs to Hartford. So there's a whole lot of people that are like really butthurt about this whole Hartford thing going on. Um, I mean, this kind of just plays into what we had on this, but what do you have on the governor from Connecticut? Weird flex. Have you ever been to Hartford? Uh, like once. Terrible town. Yeah. It's like not that nice, right? No. So I'm, uh, I'm out on Connecticut as a whole. Connecticut's the worst. You want to know why Connecticut's the worst? Is because half of them are Yankees fans and half are Red Sox, half New York, half Boston. They just need to get it together down there. Half Whalers fans, half Bruin, half... Hurricanes fans, everyone's crying in the state. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be hard not. Do they have any sports there other than UConn? UConn basketball, which hasn't been relevant since Kemba Walker, which we should stop talking about basketball. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd be a little bit confused to you. And I, if I was like an old, hardcore, diehard Hartford Whalers fan, I'd be a little rattled with the way the Carolina, <clears throat> the Carolina Hurricanes have been acting this year, so I can see myself, like, lashing out. But, I don't know. Uh, shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes fan that wished us a happy or uh, Merry Christmas. I thought that was pretty nice. So, <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, Eric Carlson got suspended two games for his hit on Austin Wagner. My question for you, did he make Santa's naughty list? Is this hit suspension worthy? Did you get a chance to look at it? Yeah, I don't know. This is one of those, like, borderline ones. Like, I don't think Eric Carlson – the one thing about this is I don't think Eric Carlson's out there headhunting, and I don't think it's really that dangerous of a hit. I think he just, like – Got him. Missed, hit him in the head? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
That's kind of my vibe. I don't think he was going out of his way to, like, fuck this guy up. But, I'm, I don't know. I guess be a little bit more careful. I thought he kind of got him on the shoulder, too. Like, this is the type of hit that isn't, like, a Tom Wilson type hit. But then it's, like, semantics. Like, how do you know this person meant to do this or didn't mean to do this? I don't know. No matter what way you go, you're going to lose nowadays. So that's kind of where we're at there. I think he's on an eight-game point streak, though. So, I mean, that's kind of a tough time to get suspended. Because I know he had been struggling for a bit, but it seems like he's turned it on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Two games. Bada-bing, bada-boom. He gets to go home uh, early for the holidays. Uh, Wes McCauley, the guy who is the most dramatic ref in the NHL history. Oh, my God, he's so cool. Cool guy ref. Was honored for his 1,000th career NHL game. Do you, do you want to say congratulations to him? No, I don't. Do you, dude, as a former ref, you used to love refing. You love wearing the stripes. See, you I, do some type of I hate when you make it out like you, that I loved refing. I never loved refing. I like the money that you make from refing. You can make good money refing. There was never like, oh, my God, I have so much passion and pride that I'm a ref. That's what you say, dude, but I just don't know if I can believe uh, it. I hate when you do that, when you turn it on me. No, I don't want to congratulate him. Moving on. Dustin Buffler hits uh, Blake Wheeler right, right in the gonads with a 101.3-mile-per-hour slap shot. One, did you see this? Two, what, what's the closest you've ever come to this? Uh, I don't know if I ever came that close to it. I think, like... I played defense, so whenever I was in front of the net, I always, like, if there was a shot that I thought was going to hit me, it was usually pretty easy to just position a forward in front of you or just get out of the way. Yeah. Like, if I didn't think I had to block the – if I I never was, like, kind of trying to dodge and screen for my own team's shots, so it's a lot easier to not get hit in the nuts when you're trying to block shots. You know what I mean? Was your cup game strong? Did you always wear a cup? Yeah, for sure. I was a hunch. I wouldn't play without a cup. I'm not one of those people. There were, like, there were like two games that I've – like and coincidentally they were both the first so the first ever high school game I ever had and the first ever college game I ever had I forgot my cup to both of them and it was one of those things where you couldn't be that loud about it because if you were the coach was going to find out that you forgot your cup and you were going to get one so there were two games throughout my career where I had to just had to just stuff it with socks dude you know and just hope for the best that was a scary fucking game especially when I'm on the penalty kill and like I'm supposed to be blocking shots I'm like eh maybe tonight's not my night um, yeah and I mean the other thing, too, to think about for Blake Wheeler, he has, what, two, three kids by now? I think maybe, you know, this works out for him. Maybe all of a sudden there's that possibility's out the window and he's just living life to his fullest. So Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. Did you see him, like, skating back to the bench and shit? Like, that was excruciating pain. Oh, for sure. I, I It also looks like he might have prevented a goal. I can't tell if the shot's going wide because of the angle, but every time I watched it, I thought to myself, damn, was that going to go in? Well, here's a question. Does ever, Do you think everybody in the world has, like, one friend or knows somebody who's lost a nut in, like, sports? I don't know if I do. Yeah, you do. There was a lacrosse player from Saratoga that lost a nut. Phil right, Castle well, did, but that was more of, like, a cancer-type situation. But I don't know. Yeah, have you ever heard of a hockey player like in the NHL losing one though? Not, not from like blunt force trauma. Okay. Right. All right. Moving on. One of the most exciting times of the year, the World Juniors start tomorrow. House pissed that I'm going to do this, but if you're listening to this podcast, and you want to watch some World Juniors. I'm going to tell you where and when you can do this on Wednesday, December 26th. The Czech Republic are playing Switzerland at four o'clock. NHL Network TSN. The United States are playing Slovakia, 6.30, NHL Network, TSN. Canada's playing Denmark, 8 o'clock, TSN and the NHL Network, joint in progress. And Finland are playing the Swedes at 10.30, NHL Network, TSN. That is Wednesday. Thursday. No, are you serious, dude? Yeah, I'm dead ass. Russia's playing Denmark, 4 p.m. Uh, Slovakia, Sweden, 6.30, Switzerland, Canada, 8. Finland, Kazakhstan, 10.30. Uh, Friday, the Czechs are playing Russia at 8 p.m. Kazakhstan's playing the U.S. at 10.30. Saturday, Denmark's got Swiss at 4. Slovakia, Finland, 6.30. Canada, Czech Republic, 8. Sweden, United States. This could be like the game to watch. 10.30 NHL Network, Saturday, December 29th. Sweden, U.S. And then Sunday, the Swiss are playing Russia at 8 o'clock. Kazakhstan's playing Slovakia at 10.30. And then next Monday, Denmark's playing the Czechs. Sweden's playing in Kazakhstan. Here's two games. Russia's playing Canada at 8 o'clock, and United States are playing Finland at 10.30. So those would be a couple of the games to watch for. My players to watch, uh, Vitaly Kratsev out of Russia, New York Rangers prospect. Uh, Keandre Miller, USA, New York Rangers prospect. And our boy, Kapu Kaku, 
Finnish kid could go as high as a second overall pick. You have a couple other players that you have written down here. Uh, you have Philip Zanina for the Czechs. And then, I don't know this one, Je- Jeppe Mogensen? Okay, so number one, in what world, and if this actually happens, please tweet at our account because this isn't going to happen. Is someone going to be like sitting around, it's 10.35 on Sunday night, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Ken. Ken told me last week that Kazakhstan Slovakia is playing on NHL Network. Nobody's going to care, dude, but I'm putting it out there. I don't understand why you're so butthurt that I'm trying to help people find schedules and shit. I mean, if you can't find a schedule in the year 2018, like, and you are relying on this, and you have some serious problems. Well, I bet you, I bet you, they're going to remember next Monday when Russia's playing Canada and the U.S. are playing the Finns, and then the other one that I told them about. Oh, Saturday, 10:30, Sweden, United States. Yeah, the other one I told them about. So yeah, Philip Sedina. Um, I don't know if you haven't been following the podcast oh, for yeah. long. I have a little bit of a rivalry with him ever since he said that he was going to prove people wrong. Yeah. Uh, How's he looking he so far? He's got 27 point, 17 points in 27 games in the AHL. Okay. So uh, not bad. I mean, as an 18-year-old, like, I know players like Pasternak and William Nylander put up similar points. So it's nothing to hit the panic button on, but he's he's six on his AHL team and scoring. It's not like he's out here setting records. Why so yeah. prove me wrong, dude. This is your time. You should. Philip Sedina, if he actually shows up, should be like an first team All Star in this tournament. Do you agree? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, he was that last year, pretty much, wasn't he? Prove me wrong. Yeah. My other guy, and this isn't really like a superstar. His name is Jeppe Mogensen. He's on Team Denmark. So this is a nineteen-year-old kid who's like a third-pair defenseman in the USHL. He plays for the Sioux Falls Stampede. He has eight points. (laughs) So he's a 19-year-old third-pair defenseman in the USHL, and he is the number one defenseman for Team Denmark, and he's about to go play the best prospects in the world, and he's going to have to play like 30 minutes a night. So this kid it has like the biggest battle of his life for him. Like I feel like being the number one defenseman on the shittiest team in the tournament might be the worst spot to be. Wait, what, team, than- what team is he on? Denmark. At least he's not on Kazakhstan, dude. I guess, dude. I'm sure there's someone very similar to this on Kazakhstan, but like this, this I is love, this is the old like Santa Sozolinch in the Olympics. For Latvia, I loved yeah. it. Uh, oh man, there's a guy that used to play for Denmark. I'm gonna look up his name. He was a legend in the NHL. He played like seven fine minutes, but or seven pair minutes. What do you oh, got? Anything cool. else on this tournament? Uh, there's one other thing. I don't know his name. You should because he was one of your prospects. I forget what team he was on, but he took a penalty the other day, and while he was in the penalty box, he signed an autograph for a fan. Zach Aninen? Yeah. Zach is the guy who got elbowed in the face by Borowetsky earlier in the year and got a concussion because of it. Okay. I cried about it on this podcast. But he's out here signing <laughs> signing autographs and games. He's assistant captain, so I don't really hate the move. I thought it was cool. Obviously, though, at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at you over there. You had a prospect that once did a really cool thing in the tournament and like it hasn't panned out for him. So like quite maybe yet. doing over the top antics and world juniors is a sign of bad things to come. I don't think so. I, you never know with Leah Sanderson. I, I'm always going to back him up with that. I thought that was the coolest thing ever when he threw that, that medal in the stands one, because you know what's I crazy? there's kids, there's kids on Sweden that are suspended for like two games this tournament. Oh, because of that. Yeah. The, all five players on Sweden got suspended for two games. And I think two of them are on the roster this year and the other three are older. But if they ever want to play in international hockey, they have to serve a two-game suspension. No shit. <laughs> Bad boys. Dude. That's kind of that's kind of. How about the IIHF throwing dude, out fuck suspension? Them. If anyone even cares about the IIHF and their wide ice and icings, dude, I lost all respect for international play when they told us that the Russians couldn't put a team together, and then the Russians put a team together. I don't. I think that's the Olympic Committee. Dude. Yeah, I but still, I, I, all international, any international play. And the, another thing. Oh, I saw this. Uh, fuck. Who's the captain on the U.S. team? One of the one of the Hughes kids. Is it Quinn Hughes? I think he's an assistant captain. Is he not? Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's not the captain. But he got in a fight the other night against the Czech Republic. I think somebody buried his brother. And the other reason I think it's his brother because the guy who got hit had a cage on. So I'm not entirely sure, but I think his brother got hit and he went over and he fought the fucking guy, which is not something you normally see in IIHF. I thought that was kind of sick. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, USA's captain is Mikey Anderson. He plays for the UMD Bulldogs, but he's a 19-year-old that goes by Mikey, so I don't know if I'm... Wait, are the you U- cool the US- Hold on. The U.S. captain's name is Mikey Anderson? Yeah, he goes by Mikey. He's no, an offenseman they, they for Minnesota even, Duluth. They don't even fucking medal this year. 
<laughs> Do you know that's the funny the funny thing about Team USA is they could very easily just not medal or they could very easily like win gold. Like it's the most infuriating program I've ever seen oh, in my bad. entire life. Mikey Anderson, think- Mikey Anderson reminds me of that one guy in the U.S. soccer team that the only reason he was on the U.S. soccer team was because his dad was a coach. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like that's Mikey Anderson. What, what was his name? Michael Bradley. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Michael Bradley. I think. Um, really quick, because I in, I heard I didn't know about this. I listened to it on Spin Chicklets. Did you hear all that stuff about uh, Mitch Marner's dad being like a helicopter parent and like saying stuff to the Toronto media? Speaking yeah. of parents, yeah. Do you think so? Like going back to the Austin Matthews stuff from earlier in the podcast. Do you think like Mitch Marner's like buddy buddies with Austin Matthews, but secretly his dad's like you're gonna take him down someday. You're going to be the number one. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I think Austin Matthews is yeah, no. a whole nother level of Mitch. I think Mitch Marner's pretty fucking good. But, like... You're just a weird move for, like, your dad to be talking about you. Back, I just want to go back. And we're oh, just gonna and, circle and, back. and how about William Nylander saying, oh, hey, if I were you guys, I'd sign a contract during the middle of the year. Like, going out and telling those guys that instead of waiting. Dude, anything that William Nylander would say to me, if I was on the Leafs, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. Like, are you shitting me? You're telling me to fucking sign during the middle of the year? Blow me, bro. I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, do you have anybody else in the tournament that you can think of that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think Andre Miller has a chance of being a fucking really, really, really good player. That'd be nice to see. He's huge. He's like a giant. Can skate. Uh, he's he's putting up points for Wisconsin right now, so that's good. And then uh, Vitaly Kratsev, our, uh, our first-round pick. I'm... It's one of those things where I haven't been that excited about World Juniors in a while because, I mean, you know, the Rangers haven't had first-round picks in forever. And, like, we had Leah Anderson Hedo last year, but this year, like, I think we have the best Russian kid. I think we have one of the best U.S. defensemen. So that'll be really cool. And I can't wait to see that uh, Kaku guy on Finland. See what see what he has fucking going on. Kaku Kaku? Kapu Kaku. Yeah, dude, your cool hockey name, Kaku Kaku. It's my guy. All right, what's up? What's next? Oh, I thought you wanted to circle back, but okay. Oh, oh, there is one guy. I don't know what his background is. I'm assuming he probably has a dad who played in like the IHL or something like that. Sasha Klemovetsky, who's U.S. backhand toe drag. Yeah, but like, is he like? I don't understand it. Is he Russian? I don't know. That's kind of like the Alex Galchenyuk thing. Yeah, so I just looking out for Sasha, just making sure he's not like an undercover spy or something along those lines. Had a sick backhand toe drag the other night, like actually really, really fucking nice on a breakaway. Somebody, I don't know, check him out. Um, now we are going to get into our Twitter questions with uh, with Drake. Ever heard of him? Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thanks, Drake. Twitter question from Zach Rogers. Uh, if you could have any former team come back due to relocation, who would you bring back and who would move there? So what do what you got? got what do you, what do you I'm got? waiting for you. I'm trying to figure out what this question actually means. Who it's would pretty you... simple, dude. I don't know too much rosé to your head probably on this fine Christmas evening, but I would say if I had to bring back a team that lost their team, I would bring it go back to the Quebec Nordiques. Uh, that would be the first NHL franchise I would bring back into the league. And I would tell Florida to kick rocks because I'm sick of the Panthers. Florida, Florida, there's enough people there that like hockey and play hockey that they don't need that second team. Like Tampa can be the state of Florida's team and it will flourish. Like you don't need the Panthers to. I'm going to, I'm going to go off on one. You wouldn't really think of, I would bring back the Minnesota North stars. So you could have a Minnesota rivalry between the Wild and the North Stars, and the team I would move would be the New York Islanders because there's only room for one team in New York. That's what I would do. Minus, like, the three other teams in the state. I would also say, I would also like to say, um, I would like to see the Thrashers back, at least at, like, the AHL <laughs> Atlanta Thrashers? Yeah, did they have any fans? No. Like, I don't know. I just, out of all these teams... Like, I, I think at this point right now, the team that I hold dearest to my heart is the Atlanta Thrashers. It wasn't that long ago. They were in a series with the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah. And, like, Sean Avery and Kovalchuk. Sean Avery and Kovalchuk are going at it. That was a sick series. I For some reason, that series always sticks in my mind. But, like, the Thrashers, like Danny Heatley, Marian, whatever. Marion you know, Hosa. Seven, dude. 
Kovalchuk, Savard, Kerry Lettinen when he was like supposed to be really good. Like those teams were kind of interesting. It was just kind of a shitty place for hockey. Yeah, that is accurate. I kind of like their light blue jerseys. There's a Twitter account. I forget what it's called, but I had to do something with the Atlanta Thrashers, and every time something happens, they tweet out and get, like, fucking thousands of retweets and likes, so shout out to whoever runs that fucking thing. Oh, we've never talked about this before, but you know how there was the Carolina Gold Seals or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and they were in Oakland? California, yeah. What do, you, what do you think, what did I say? Carolina Gold Seals. Tomato, tomato, dude. Yeah. What do you, uh... What do you think of their owner back in the day painting all their skates white? Like, if you played in the NHL, I feel like this is a move that the Hurricanes GM would make where yep. you'd, all of his players wear white skates. Yeah, Tom Dundon. Uh, I actually tweeted at him the other day and I said, Hey, Tom, I want you to come on the podcast and let us know how to make hockey fun again. He didn't respond. What's Tom Dundon's social media like? Uh, I, I mean, it's everything you'd expect. It's probably just like a fucking running gif of him clapping over his head. Guys, I'm gonna call father of five, husband, proud owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I kind of respect it, dude. He's the owner. Most owners, they like have like a sick suit on and they're showing their Rolex. He has like the windbreaker on that, like the assistant coaches and scouts wear. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like a stock picture from JC Penny too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for What's the Twitter question. Now we're gonna move on to the Patty V Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty V Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, one voicemail this week. You guys know who it's coming from. Bring the fucking heat, Patty. Here we go. Let's go. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty V here. All right, got a good question for you. All right. Which celebrity, actor, or artist, music artist would you like to play on your pond hockey team if you could choose one? And it has to be living. And it obviously does not go for ex-NHL players. All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, before, before you- whatever you say, I just got to say, Patty B, comeback player of the year right now. We yeah. had him out. We were threatening to give his hotline up. Yeah. He stepped up his questions. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Patty B. So uh, you're on a heater right now. He's probably going to let it go to his head. I can feel it. Probably. For sure. I don't know. Somebody actually tweeted at me and said, uh, hey, I know you guys are getting new shirts and stuff. How about a Patty B shirt? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if we start selling thousands of Patty B t-shirts? Dream. Living the dream. All right. So he asked for one. I asked us for a team. So I'm going to do this. On the left side, uh, I'm going to have Tim Riggins. Uh, In the middle, I'm going to have Kurt Russell. And on the right side, we're going to have Tyrese Gibson. I'll explain this to you. Tim Riggins is my Milan Lucic, if you will. Uh, he bangs bodies. He bangs chicks. That's what he does. He's Timmy Riggins. In the middle, I have Kurt Russell, who, you know, is obviously just a vet dude. Like, knows all situations. He's been there. He's done that. He's won a gold medal in Miracle. Uh, I mean, the guy's seen it all. Just, just like the one guy in the middle that you need helping run your team. And then on the right side, I have Tyrese Gibson. Uh, he's the guy from Fast and the Furious. He's also one of the four brothers. Uh, this guy, he's got some laughs. Uh, he's got some untapped potential. In pretty much every movie he's played in, he's never really been the lead, but you can see that the potential is there. So he'd be like kind of a first-round pick, like a uh, like a Josh Hosang type guy who you know has a ton of talent, but you know there's I don't know. He just hasn't put it together yet. So that that would be my forward line. What would your forward line be, Al? Yeah, so I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit, um, just based on what you said. So I'm switching things around. My left wing now um, is actually going to be Garrett Headland, better known as as one, the little brother and four brothers, and two, as Billingsley, the greatest fullback ever to play for the Permian Panthers. I'm going to toss that one out there because I think at the end of the day, we've had this discussion too many times. Billingsley is a better football player, man, and person. I had I had Billingsley on my left defense. You can't oh, just do that. You can't have Riggins and Billingsley. Dude. I thought that's what we were doing. Bad. It doesn't matter. You can't have you can't have both of the fullbacks from the Permian Panthers, dude. And everyone knows that you think Billingsley's the superstar because you put him up front. Riggins, or no, you, you mean? Put him on D. You think Riggins is the superstar? Fuck. Okay, all right, I'll have, to, I'll have to think of a new person to put on my left defensive pair. All right, keep going. Um, my second one's going to be uh, 
I'll put him at center now. Power center. Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Come oh, at me, bro. Uh, Jim Tam Laundry, Sammy Sweetheart. You know the saga. The kid. Denied, the denied, kid, denied. I mean, how many knockouts did he have on that Come shot? Come at me, Two, bro. Three. Come at me, bro. One shot. One shot. Also, you have the good chance that before the game when you're sitting in, like, the yurt where they serve, like, some mediocre craft beer and, like, whiskey and, like, they're playing some stupid live bands playing at the pond hockey tournament. You'll have Ronnie in the corner FaceTime his baby mama just getting into all sorts of drama. Crying. Uh, yeah. Crying. So he's my center. And then my left wing, you were a big fan of this pick. It's Spencer from the Hills. Oh, yeah. Um, what is there to say about him? He, he's my Brad Marchand. He's my rat. He's getting under your skin. At the end of the day, he's still scoring goals, though, and he's got a pretty smile. I I I think Spencer from the Hills is Brad Marchand. They're the same person, just reality TV in the NHL, just a little bit. The only issue with that is I don't think any dude who like got like plastic surgery would ever want to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> like like you would think it'd be like I wouldn't want to hang out with any dude that had plastic surgery. No, I don't think any dude who said plastic surgery would want to hang out with me. Right. I just don't think I don't see our our Pat's crossing. I think there would be some tension in the locker room if I was, like, say, the coach. But I think I'd still put him out there in big minutes. I I like that. Um, All right, so I'm changing this. This is going to fuck with your head, dude. On defense, the first one, uh, Paris Hilton, we were kind of going over who's played fucking hockey and shit. Paris Hilton played hockey at Canterbury. I don't know how that happened, but she did. Uh, I I vision her as kind of like the, uh, you know, I want to say pretty boy, but obviously she's a girl. Um, who can who can move the puck? Who can crank from crank from the uh, on the power play? But not much that defensive ability. She's more or less just like use it, lose it kind of you know defenseman. So I think that'd be a good one. On the other side, Doctor Phil. I have uh, I have Doctor Phil over on the other side, making making sure he has Paris Hilton, you know, on the right path. And I think at the same time, I would love to see Riggins and Tyrese Gibson just make fun of Dr. Phil the whole time. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And Kurt Russell just, like, looking at him. Like, I can see Dr. Phil just trying to get Kurt Russell's approval and Kurt Russell never giving him it. Right. I mean, I really actually, I was going to chirp. I was going to chirp the Dr. Phil selection. But when you get down to brass tacks, you got your puck-moving defenseman, your Tory Krug, that's Paris Hillen. Yep. You got your stay-at-home reliable Dean Adam McQuaid. They might not be perfect <laughs> on both ends of the ice, but they really complement each other all together. Yeah, that's what I that, – I was just looking for a compliment with Paris Hilton. That's all I was going for. Yeah, so, I mean, that was <laughs> – right. You know, you got to have – at the end of the day, you see some of these teams, they have all these young guys running wild. You hear about Edmonton like six years ago. Andrew Ferentz locked him in the closet and turned the lights off because he was scared of the boys that were 19 years old on his team. Yeah. Like – you got to have some leadership in that locker room. And I, if, if Dr. Phil doesn't have at least 15 John Wooden quotes memorized, then I'm an idiot. And if, and, and you know, Paris Hilton's buying into every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely getting tweeted out with like a, a selfie and a caption. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. My defense, uh, my right defenseman who favorite stat line ever is the time that he posed as an FBI agent like driving a vehicle on like the Newark airport tarmac and that is DMX. Um, Can you tell that story? Cause I don't know that story. I don't really, he just was like, I don't know. Long story short, he was up to no good at an airport driving where he shouldn't be and pretend to be an FBI agent, Solid. which is a time story. Cause can you imagine being like a local <laughs> busy police officer and DMX is telling you he's in the FBI. Man, like, man I'm FBI, man. Yeah, but I mean, just having him bark in front of the net, I think he clears the net. I think he he sacrifices, and I think he's a real attribute to our team. Lefty, I'm just going all nails up back on the back end. The mom from Sons of Anarchy, I Gemma. don't know her name. It's like Jenna. Or, Gemma or some shit. Yeah, who cares? You know who I'm talking about. She's exactly just talking about. scary. Yep, she's the type, we talked about this before the podcast, she's the type of person that when she's done with a cigarette, instead of like putting it out on the ground, she finds somebody to put it out on. Right, she definitely just bullies you. Like, if you're behind her in line at, like, Kmart, she's going to probably, like, kick you in the shin or some shit and call you stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, she would fucking, she would have that locker room in tip-top shape. I, I, I don't know. That's another one, though. I don't know if she's coachable. I might have too many characters on my squad i don't know i think ronnie could learn a lot from her because with his baby mama situation going on i don't think there would be that long of a situation i think Gemma would probably just take her out 
run them out straight here. Good call. Who's uh, who's your goalie? Who we got in between the pipes? My goalie probably. I mean, top three favorite actors of all time, Steve Carell. He actually played goalie growing up. Uh, as Michael Scott in The Office, he says that he was an all-star hockey player. He led the league in goals one year or whatever. Michael Scarn. Uh, I, I just well, love Steve Carell, dude. Like, It's crazy that Steve Carell's a goalie because he actually seems like he's like a normal dude. And most goalies aren't. But I don't know. Just a big Steve Carell guy. I would love to actually meet that guy and play hockey with him. All, all jokes right. aside. Uh, do you actually like what movies do you like though? Steve Carell's in Stupid Crazy Love, dude, or Crazy Stupid Love, what? whatever that that spy movie that he's in. Did you ever see the movie where Steve Carell's like the angry stepdad? I don't think so. Yeah, he's like a dick, alcoholic stepdad is banging this kid's mom, and he like takes him to his summer house. It's quite the movie, dude. What what's the name of the movie? The spy movies in? Is it just called Get Smart or something like that? I but like, know. is is Anne Hathaway the actress in that? movie yeah, I, I don't know 40 year old virgin classic i think if anne hathaway's the actress in that one movie she is a fucking rocket ship dude well, well look we're just gonna move on to my goalie though okay uh, worst actor in the history of acting of all time if these two people walk into the room you're looking at my guy not his guy that's keanu the wall reeves <laughs> also young blood goalie and young blood i think he was a defenseman young blood i think you have me fucked up on i don't that, think I don't... so I'll, I'll search it he was a goalie in real life. Um, he was one of the Shane Falco and the greatest movie quarterbacks ever. He brings the theatrics. Uh, he was on that bus movie where if they went under that certain speed, it would blow up. Just an overall legend. John Wick, shout out Fever Boy Rex. He's the goalie. I don't know how you... He's the goalie. All right, thank you. I just don't know how you can't go Keanu Reeves here. I think Keanu Reeves gives me those Roberto Luongo vibes. He gives me those... Even Ryan Miller vibes. He's that like early two thousands like NHL goalie. I just think that he is literally the worst actor of all time. That's my only thing. Like he is fucking terrible in everything he's in. Not young boy. What what other movies is he in? Fucking The Matrix, Hardball, uh, John Shane Wick. Falco's a great quarterback. What? Shane Falco's a great quarterback. You he, won't tell me. Other okay, he was a shitty actor in that movie, but yes, he was a great quarterback. Still, still a good, entertaining movie. Just a very bad actor. All right, what do we got next? You don't have time for this. You know what, man? All right, so now we're going to move on to our Laga Sports Heroes and Zeros brought to you by... Fuck, we didn't pick a new person. I get, this week's still brought to you by Lee Stepniak. Merry Christmas, Lee. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy. Number 21, Lee Stepniak. All right, here we go. Hero and Zero time. Zero of the week goes to James Claus. No fire this year. None. I had some shit going on, I guess. Some 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 personal family shit. But you want to know what? I don't want to use that as an excuse. I just wasn't ready for Christmas this year. This is the first Christmas in my 28 years of life that I've just, like, been done with it. Like, couldn't wait for it to be over. And uh, I think that kind of has to do with, like, New Year's coming up, New Year, New Me. I'm kind of lo- looking more forward towards that than anything. But uh, zero of, zero of, of, I guess, this year, James Claus. And here's another thing. if it, I'm not going to fake it next year. If December 1st comes along and, and I'm not feeling like James Claus, I, I may retire. So uh, just some, something to, you know, look forward to or not. So that's what I have. Oof. I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, James Claus is dead, and everyone knows it. Um, it's kind of fucked It's okay. Up, you don't I love Christmas anymore, dude. You lasted so much longer than most people, dude. You just finally lost that twinkle in your eye. I think when you have little James Claus Juniors running around, you'll get right back into it. But Probably. guy's dead for sure right now. Right, yes. my, Thank you. My zero of the week. I wrote down the wrong name, but my zero of the week is Dion Phaneuf. Oh, uh, why Dion? I just want to read you his stat line this year. I think a lot of people haven't been paying attention to L.A. because they're garbage. You know, L.A., I didn't hate the move for them at the time. I thought Dion Phaneuf, if he's like their fourth defenseman. Who was it for? Was it for Marion Gabrick? What's that? Who who was it for? What was the trade? I don't know. Please don't. Please I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Keep going. I think it was for Marion Gabrick. Um. But my point being, this year he has 32 games played, uh, one assist, no goals, 
and he's a minus 17, which puts him tied for first in the league. Uh, so Dion Phaneuf, you might be the worst player in the NHL. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, he was traded with Nate Thompson uh, to the Kings for Marion Gabrick and Nick Shore. So, I, do you remember how good he used to be? He used to be fucking unbelievably, like, like, uh, like a whole new player that we hadn't really seen before because we had seen all those, like, rough defensemen and shit, which he clearly brought that, but he also could add, like, the offensive type to his game. He just got old fast. Yeah, like 20 goals. Yeah, just got old really fast. He used to kill people. Yeah, here's one um, Here's one for you, and I, I completely agree, dude. I was actually a big Fano fan. I forget Right? Like, when too. he first came out, when he was on, like, the NHL cover, it was like, holy shit, this guy yeah, is fucking like, awesome. Oh, like, four or something. He, like, had just come off, like, World Juniors. It was that junior like training camp where he like gave some guy in Canada like a conch like awesome I don't know but I do want another question for you on the Kings Ilya Kovalchuk 27 games 7 goals 10 assists for 17 points is that kind of where you saw him uh I saw him scoring more goals but he's on a shit team so it's like I mean, that's still, that's still pretty good points. Uh, how much are they paying him a year, though? I would still have him on my team for what he's getting paid. How many? So, say that again. Seven, What's his stat line? Seven goals, 10 assists, 17 points in 27 games. And he's making 6.25. That's a that's little a bit steep. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I like Kovalchuk. I like the way he plays. I think he just went to an absolute dog shit team. Do you remember when – I think – one of our few predictions that's been right, like, ever on this podcast was saying the Kings are old. That was something, like, and I think the whole internet could agree on it, too. Like, I don't think that was a prediction, dude. You could have literally just looked at birth certificates. Be like, oh, yeah. this team's old. But, yeah, you're right. We nailed it. What's going on with Matt Zuccarello, dude? 12 points, 22 games, minus 14. Uh, he was hurt real bad at the earlier the year. He did his groin, and, I mean, the Rangers, again, aren't the best team in the world. Uh, he's still an awesome player, like. Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes is going to get you a ticket at the deadline? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. Oh, my God. I wish you were Rangers fans so you could just take in what I've been dealing with the last few weeks of, like, the whole is Kevin Hayes going to be traded thing and what you can get back for him if he is traded. All I'm saying is every goal he scores and shit, the happier I get. I don't know if you move him. Like, I think at the beginning of the year, you you keep Mika, then you have Heedle, and you you have Anderson. But, like, Anderson really hasn't looked the way you thought he was going to look thus far. Kevin Hayes is awesome. He's been our best player all year, and it's not even close. All right, and I'm just going to I'm just gonna transition to my hero of the week because it makes sense. My hero of the week is a Ranger. Yep. One of the podcast's number one mentioned players in, in our history yep. of 83 episodes. Adam McQuaid absolutely tossed Kadri. Yep. Awesome sequence. Uh, the Rangers defenseman definitely kind of got Kadri into the goalie. The goalie gives him a shove, which is fine. But as soon as Kadri shoves him back, right or wrong, right or wrong that he got shoved in the first place, it's open season on him. And, like, I love – that's the Quader I know and love, dude. What did you think? Uh, I love Adam McQuaid. Here's the thing about Adam McQuaid, though. I thought he was going to be way better defensively like, or as a hockey player. He's not. He's not a good hockey player. But I do like him on my team. I think he's tough. I think – dude, the one thing about him – over anybody on the Rangers since, like, Girardi, is he blocks shots, dude. Like, he'll go out of his... A, a lot of the Rangers, like, they pretend like they're going to block a shot, and then the shot goes by. Adam McQuaid will stick his face in front of a fucking shot. He doesn't care about it. So that's kind of cool to see. I um, hope I hope that Rangers fans, because he's definitely way... He was a 5-6 defenseman tops at the prime of his career, and he's definitely on the downswing. I just hope that, dude, the majority of Rangers fans appreciate that, like, he's a number 6 defenseman on, like, a mediocre team that's blocking shots and standing no, up for guys no, because, right now. No, because the Rangers fans are fucking dumb. The the smart Rangers fans kind of at least get it. Uh, I've had beef with this one guy for fucking ever. Is, Smith, is Smitty? Well, let's just keep the Rangers stock going really quick. Is Brennan Smith... Can I stay on the Adam McQuaid thing really quick before we go to Brennan Smith? Because there's this one thing I really have to mention. I've had fucking okay. issues with this guy forever, Adam Herman. Tweets out, so th- this guy did a gif or a video of Adam McQuaid going after Kadri ragdolling him. Adam Herman, one defenseman pushing a guy into his own goalie and then the other defenseman taking two penalties because his partner pushed a guy into the goalie. Brilliant stuff. This guy is such a smug, ignorant... I, I am... Oh, I fucking hate this guy. He is just the worst fucking person on the internet and it sucks because half the time, like, he's actually kind of knowledgeable about the game. But he's clearly never played the game before. 
And he's just he's just fucking oh dude oh my god if anybody in the world that I could like fucking have one with it'd be him. Did um did the Rangers kill the penalty? Do you remember? I think they did. I think it was a four minute penalty that they killed. Of course they killed the penalty because that's the type of penalty that if you're on the bench and you're a penalty killer and you have to kill that for four minutes, that's the type of penalty that you fucking kill. Yeah, Andy that's says taking two. He penalty. said taking two penalties. One of the penalties that he took on that play had nothing to do with Kadri. Like he he was already being called for a penalty before that all happened. Dude, we both had penalty killing roles in your in your career, and you know one penalty kill you always got up for when it was someone sticking like, up for somebody. Is, someone exactly. You have all the mojo. You might be on the kill, but you have all that. This guy's just a he's just a fucking like. I I really wish that they would give him an NHL franchise to run for one year, so he would just fucking put it in the ground, so he could just shut up about thinking he knows everything. That'd be ideal. But yeah. all right, what were you saying about Brandon Smith? That's it. I don't care anymore. Who's your hero of the week? That was too much Rangers. I was too into Rangers talk, dude. Oh, boy. My, I have two heroes of the week, co-heroes of the week. Number one, Keith Yandel. Uh, There's a video that came out. The Detroit Red Wings were huddled up around the face-off dot before a face-off started, and Keith Yandel sneaks his way up into the huddle and fucking almost gets in a fight. I think Dylan Larkin was, like, fucking cross-checking him or something. I thought that was laugh-out-loud funny. And then my second one. Was Brad Marchand playing uh, knockout? If you've never played knockout before, I don't know if you're a human. That's the game and the basketball game that you shoot, and then you keep shooting until you score. If somebody scores before you do, you're out. Uh, Tory Crew takes a shot. Brad Marchand waits for the ball to come down. Pretty much just fucking hits it to Timbuktu, and then puts his his shot in the net. Tosses it back to the next guy in line. Also, low key funny part about this video that Tory Crew uh, noted was the way how he ran after the ball was like Moe's in the office. I thought that was really funny. Uh, but yeah, those are my co-heroes of the week. Brad Marchand for being Brad Marchand and Keith Yandel for being Keith Yandel. That's the only way to play knockout. And then also, let's you know what? I just want to throw one more Rangers hypothetical at you. Give it to me. Does it bum you out that the Rangers could have maybe re-signed Yandel? Oh, and yeah. Shattenkirk? Yeah. It, it sucks because I, I guess as Rangers fans, you didn't really know what you had because Elaine Vignon was a fucking idiot and didn't use like players how they should be used. You look at the way Keith Yandel's playing now on Florida. He's like, dude, he's one of the best defensemen in the league. He's yeah. fucking awesome. And now, I mean, Kevin Shacker's ass. But, yeah, I'd much. <laughs> if you're asking me if I, who I'd rather have, I'd much rather have Keith Yandel than Kevin Shackerk. Hell yeah. Who, and you did your hero already. So that was the heroes and zeros of this week. Um, now we're going to jump into our last segment. This one's going to be a good one. Our uh, three stars. Here we go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Christmas is today, so it's pretty much over. Moving on to New Year's, we are doing our New Year's resolutions. Three New Year's resolutions. All right. Hal, kick us off, buddy. Okay, so... I think a lot of um, hockey fans can relate to this one. So my number three star is I'm not going to jump any, to any conclusions with the Bruins at any point during the rest of the season. And I think I'm going to kind of speak in this in general terms so a lot of hockey fans who are in the same position can understand. Your team's kind of in the hunt. They're missing some pieces. They're either going to make some good, really good trades or really bad trades, and it's going to work out or it's going to suck. You just got to roll. I'm just going to roll with the So players. what you're saying is life is going to happen and just let it happen. If we trade for Lee Stepniak or John Michael Lyles or Rick Nash at the deadline, I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to try to live with it. I'm going to try to push through. Um, your team's going to like probably piss you off. That's the craziest part about being a hockey fan is there's so many hopeful people right now, but at the end of the day, there's only one fan base that in six months is going to be fucking jacked up. Everyone else is going to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just waiting for the draft. Yeah. We're building prospects. Mar so I'm already saying I'm there. I'm that guy. Yeah. So that's my three star. I'm just going to try to ride the wave and enjoy it. It's a good wave to ride, man, because you're right. Christmas is over. Deadline doesn't seem like it's that far. It seems like it's far away, but it's actually not. Before you know it, people are going to be fucking getting traded. We got World Juniors and shit. Uh, I, th I like that. Just... Fucking ride that wave with your team. Um, my third star. I want to get hot, dude. I want to fucking. I'm gonna start hitting the gym real hard. I'm thinking health. 
I, uh, I, I, th- I was listening to something Barstool related, and somebody said the way you look and the way you act when you're 30 is pretty much how you'll act and look the rest of your life. I got a couple more years until I'm 30, and I am not satisfied with that. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can to get hot. Uh, I'm gonna be in the gym eating properly. Uh, I'm, I'm even gonna start fucking ironing clothes for work. I'm gonna fucking go all in for this. So my third star. I'm going to get hot. Check back in six months from now. Let me know what you think. Oh, man. I don't really have a comment for that. Is that okay? No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm taking this whole resolution thing this year very hard. I'm looking at your resolutions. You're clearly not, but I am. My number two is going to be waking up like five minutes earlier for work. No, let's talk about what you have actually written down where it says may wake up like five minutes earlier. (laughs) not making any promises, but it's on the agenda. Um... I just, I don't know. I, I'm in this routine recently where it's basically up and I'm out the door in 10 minutes. Yep. I think everyone's been there, but it's literally like every single morning. Yep. And it's kind of hectic. Like I've got it down pat and it's really okay. But like at the end of the day, sometimes like it's like, damn, if I just like got out of bed five minutes earlier, this would have been a lot easier commute. Yeah. You know what, man? Like, and this part, this has to do with me getting hot again. Uh, I go to the gym. Well, I used to go to the gym every morning before work, and I kind of started going after work. I'm getting back in where I go before work because I'm telling you, man, you wake up. It sucks actually waking up, but you go to the gym, you work out, you shower at the gym, and then you get to work. You're already at work like a half hour before you're supposed to be there. And let me tell you, it makes your day so much better. You get to work. You already feel productive. You already did something. So I uh, I, I like that. Getting getting out of fucking bed and getting up and getting after it, that's the way to go. So I like that one. That's a good that's a good. Uh, it's a good three star. My uh, my second star, Hal. I didn't write this down. I just said, Hal, you're not going to believe this. I started doing something about ten years ago. I, uh, I I was not the best influence, and my friends, all my friends, also did slash do do it. This is the year. I quit chew. I'm done with it, dude. Twenty eight years old. I'm going to be thirty in a couple years. As much as I was chirping you about quitting Chew not that long ago, in the back of my head, I was like, what a fucking smart kid. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm getting off, getting off the sauce, getting off the Chew. And I know it's going to be a bitch, dude, because I've never even tried. So I, I know it's going to be a rough go. I'm thinking... So here, here's my question for you. If you're off the Chew, dude, right? Are you off off the Chew, or are you allowed to have, like, a Chew a week? You're off the Chew. The one thing I, the one thing I will... I will accept is like, uh, what's that new blue Buffalo stuff? If you do that stuff that has a little bit of nicotine in it, but it's not tobacco, if that's how you have to wean yourself off first, I'm okay with that. Okay. I also, I'm going to say it, dude, if you do it, I'll join you. Let's do Um, it. Let's do it. But but I don't want to start right away. Okay. (laughs) Here's here's the deal. We have hopes, um, going to the Bruins Rangers in a couple weeks in Boston the morning after the game, well, that's not. See, I was gonna say the morning after the game, we throw them in the river. Uh, here's my thing. Here's my thing for you, Hal. Here's my thing for you. There's always gonna be a game like that. There's always gonna be a situation. There's always gonna be a time. Those, those, and this is where I think I kind of have a one up on the whole quitting thing. Those are what I like to call excuses. And if if you're gonna fucking quit, you're gonna quit. And I'm All fucking right, quick. That brings da, 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 da. And I'm you quick. want to talk about excuses? That brings me to my number one star. I'm not going to make any. New Year's <laughs> resolutions, I don't need it to be the new year. I'm talking about doing it on January 18th because the calendar day does not dictate it. It's it's my life. It's the moment. And it's how I feel. <laughs> so I'm not making any. But I do want to do this. But it's not a New Year's resolution. I'm, I'm proposing it on January 18th, but here's the problem. I just thought about it. We're going to go to this game, and then we're going to have like a three-hour drive home, and we're going to be hungover, so I'm, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So January 19th is the date I am putting down. If you want to join me, great. If not, whatever. Is it okay if I just start January 1st and support you from January 19th on? No, dude, because then I – not... <laughs> No, dude. No, it's not okay, because you know what's going to happen January 17th. What's that, dude? You're going to pack a <laughs> No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm fucking off the sauce, dude. I'm done with it. Oh, dude. This is all... This is... How, dude, I really want to be done with it. Stop. Like, let's, let's fucking go. I'm just asking you for just one more 
session. That's it. And then I will be done forever. You can say that's not a big deal, but to me, I think it is. I think it'll give you closure. Let me think about it. It's like when all your ex-girlfriends tell you you have to drive 20 minutes down the road to meet them in some abandoned parking lot so they can give you back <laughs> Come on, man. And Come on, bro. Let's, so not, let's not bring that up. That's your move. What's, what's your number one star? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Uh, number one star. I want to continue growing the brand. I want new merch, new designs, new interviews. I want you guys to let us know who you want or what you want to hear on this podcast. I want this to be fucking legit, dude. Like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to get an LLC. I'm going to make sure we're a legitimate business. And I want $10,000 worth of fucking profit from our merch sales this year. I don't know if that's doable or not. It may not be. But that's kind of what I want. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Hell yeah, dude. That's it. I think that's a good way to go out. I think it is too. I think, you know, something to look forward to, something to really try to do. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. That was our podcast this week. Hal, do you have anything left for the people at home, dude? No, I don't. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. See you later.